Hello and welcome to another episode of Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum. And Ron, how's it going? Good to have you back this week. Well, yeah, I know. I took a vacation here last week and uh, I guess you, you know, you got along without me. I know. I had to go solo. It was, it was very sad. There's just something about your presence that just makes everything better. You know what I'm saying? It's the pretty face. (laughs) It is. That's why we keep you aboard. So I'm glad to have that pretty face here and everything. And uh, it is a pleasure to have you, but. As always, you're always kind of second fiddle too. With the next guest that we have to, I'm have third to fiddle. Yeah, I guess you're, that's you're true. The first fiddle. <laughs> you're, yeah. you know, you're pretty, but you're on the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, so. that's it. But yeah, this week we are very honored and very excited to welcome Ryan Alt to the show, who is a manager, producer, and promoter. And Ryan, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and I know it's a little short notice, but you kind of saved the day, so you're kind of our superhero of the week for Girl Like a Pro. So. Well, I'm glad I could be here. I'm honored I could be here. So. Yeah. So, um, Ryan, why don't you let everybody know, like. What's your story? What 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 do you do as a you know manager, producer, and promoter? What is, what sure. Well, I guess, I guess a, a little backstory is I, I grew up here in Columbus um, and I went to Ohio State. Very nice. Um, and from Ohio State, um, I actually um, turned professional and played professional golf. Oh, nice. And uh, what kind of led me into the entertainment business was one of the gentlemen that I would play golf with every day. Um, in Florida, where I where I moved to work on my game, uh, had been in the entertainment business for you know thirty years, forty years, and uh, and I didn't kind of realize what I was going through when I was going through it. You know, I'm out there playing golf every day and and uh, and working on my game, but then you know I'm hearing phone calls on speaker with Billy Joel and Elton John and Steven Tyler and all these different different artists uh, that were calling the gentleman that I was playing with for business advice on merch deals or. Um, or, or, or tour deals and breakdowns uh, and things of that nature. So, um, you know, as I kind of went, um, tra- you know, playing golf and, and working that, um, you know, the, the travel schedule was kind of crazy. Um, Were you traveling like all over the world, touring yeah, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I was, I, was, I was playing golf and trying to obviously get to the PGA Tour. So of I was course. doing nationwide events and, you know, you travel from week to week just to try and qualify. And then you get in if you if you could play great and miss by a shot. And then it's like, okay, now I have to wait till next uh, week. Brutal. So, <laughs> yeah, so so there's uh, there's not a ton of stability in it. And uh, as far as, you know, you've got to get play good at the right time. Um, but it kind of led me into a situation where, you know, I kind of was hearing these deals and, and all of these things going on every day. And, it, and I said to myself, I go, wow, I go, it's very interesting. Um, I caught on to the deals. I caught on to the numbers very quick and understood how the deals were, were broken down. Um, and so what I did was I basically started uh, taking meetings with this gentleman and, and mentor of mine. And, and, uh, and we just, uh, he kind of led me into different areas and said, hey, if you want to try and uh, promote, let's, let's look at this area and try and work, you know, some, some promoting deals and bring in some acts and do some shows. Um, and, so, and so I did that. Um, and as I was doing that, um, and we did some shows all over the country, I kind of, you know, was always, my heart was always tugging at me on the central Ohio and Columbus area, just because it's home. I have a lot of family here. And, um, and I realized you know, there's a certain amount of entertainment that's that's going on here, but at the end of the day, um, you know, some of these acts that I've been around, you know, in the in the very uh, you know in the past year have been kind of skipping Columbus and uh, and hitting major markets, but not really coming to Columbus. So 
in my brain, I've always kind of, you know, tried to figure out how can we figure out a way to bring these acts back to Columbus. Yeah, I mean, it's such a great spot for it. I mean, you got kids from Ohio State, you got, you know, all different types of generations and stuff like that. And, you know, I think we were talking a bit about this before, how, you know, a lot of people hit that Cleveland and Cincinnati and Ohio, but like you could drive right through Columbus. It's like, what's, what's, I don't know, I understand. <laughs> and, and it's amazing because a lot of these acts too, they, they have this thing called a pickup where, you know, you're, if you're in either spot, Cleveland or Cincinnati, you're passing Columbus. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so so it, it makes sense to, to, to throw a show in there or, or, or book a show in there just because it makes sense you're going through anyways. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've looked at. And, and, you know, like I said, my heart's here and, and I have a lot of family here. So I've always been interested in figuring out a way to do business and do big business here. Yeah. And you know, Ron, I actually kind of want to bring you into the story too, because you, you, you were kind of in the promoting business, you know, back in the day, I think in the 1700s. Way back, or yeah. <laughs> when in the, in the seven, yeah, actually, I kind BC, of, yes, before Corona. Exactly. Before yeah, Corona. Before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Wait, yeah, yeah, before the Corona beer, I think. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I kind of got involved with uh, concert promoting the same way. I kept hearing my uh, roommate at the time, Mark Sternberger talk about the concert business, and he worked for uh, a company uh, called Concerts uh, West, which was located in Long Island, which is kind of interesting. It was called Concerts West, but um, <laughs> anyway, he um, he was involved, and then he met a woman in Pittsburgh, and I said, you know what, um, you can start uh, taking care of the Columbus office. So I, I had learned, you know. Uh, through working with him on certain events and assisting and things like that. And then I decided the same way, hey, you know what, I can make some money doing this. Yeah. And then uh, got involved with uh, some local acts and things like that. And it was all good until I met my wife who said, you got to get a real job. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest, they say, is history about that. <laughs> did, you, did you notice any of that, you know, people kind of, missing over columbus at all did you kind of run into that at all well back then it was a little different because mm -hmm. uh, a it lot was. of people were coming into st john's arena yeah and uh, you know company out of uh, cleveland belkin was bringing people into columbus at the time and you know part of it is just uh, politics when it comes to uh that part of the entertainment yeah. industry absolutely and who, who books an act where and when and i'm sure ryan knows a lot more about that than i do <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes it definitely, they, you know, they, they their relationships are huge. Uh, networking is huge, but but more than that, the relationships, relationships with agents, um, kind of a track record of, of doing shows, um, building business, and, and being trusted by the agents to handle their acts is, is huge. Um, I think that they're... Uh, I, I've always been taught to, you know, you absolutely do the right things and do do things the right way because if you if you don't, you won't last, especially in that business. Um, it, you know, it, it doesn't take one one bad gig or one bad show for it to get back to all the agents, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's a bad situation. So everything always needs to be on the up and up, and and you have to do things the right way uh, and run your business that way. So yeah, because you know, I think you you obviously do have such a huge impact because you're kind of the boots on the ground as it were for these acts and stuff where they don't necessarily know these cities so they can go with any other people but they want a good experience so you you want to make sure that they're comfortable with it well absolutely and, and i think the way the agents look at it they look at it and act as you know that that's that's their investment and yeah, they want exactly. their investment protected and, and a promoter's job is to make sure things run smooth if there's an issue or if there's 
a problem day of, you better have a solution and you better have it quick. Yeah. Um, so it's all about, you know, making the acts feel comfortable, making sure they have what they need. And, and ultimately, you know, the better that we are at our job, the better the act can be for the audience, which Definitely. to me at the end of the day, it's all about the audience. So, so what was that process like kind of getting started? Because it sounds like you were kind of fortunate to have that mentor and someone who was, you know, kind of guiding you a little sure. bit. But was it hard building that trust where you kind of, you know, looked at as an outsider? Or was did you kind of, you know, just go in with a big smile and a good attitude and just uh, make things happen? Right. I think a lot of it, and I think Ron could probably attest to this and at some part in his life too, is a lot of it was just keeping my mouth shut, my ears open. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> yeah, and just, absolutely. And just, and just paying attention because yeah. I think if, if you want – if you want your your lunch eaten pretty quick, it's think you know everything. Oh yeah. Um, and so to me, you know, I think it's it, and even to this day, it's an ongoing process of, you know, figuring out, uh, you know, how to how to surround yourself with a great team, you know, and, and making sure that people are focused and don't have too many things to distract them, to help you, uh, you know, put on the best presentation that you can. And and for that. Yeah, it was a lot of me saying, okay, well, how do I handle this? How do we do this? What do we do here? And, and you know, it's really running a business because at the end of the day, you're looking at, at, at profit and loss, yeah. you know, and as a promoter, you know, it's, uh, it's an ultimate gamble. You're, it's a gamble. There's a huge gamble, and you can, <laughs> and I have, lo- I lost a lot of money. I made a lot of money at times, but it's, uh, you're, you're rolling the dice yeah. depending on, uh, I mean, certain acts, you, you know are going to do very well but then but your margins can be pretty slim yeah definitely so you know we're going to dive much deeper into these stories and talk about you know maybe some examples or stories ryan has for us and everything so make sure to stay tuned to grow like a pro on 610 wtvn and we will be right back after this short break Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, manager, producer, and promoter, Ryan Alt. And Ryan, you know, you, you were telling us a little bit about your past, what you do, how you, you know, thrive in the music business and entertainment industry. And some things that we kind of want to dive into this section is about that that risk or calculated risk and how a lot of your job may be part of that because a lot of times you could bring in some acts that may not be proven or maybe a new place. And I think a lot of times you take on some of that risk. So if you want to, you know, expound a little bit on that and how that works, I think that'd be fascinating. Sure. I think, uh, you know, our whole business is, is based on, on calculated risk and, and we kind of have a kind of an overview where, you know, you could have 10 winners and one, one loser could knock out those 10 winners. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. And I've been there. Yeah, I exactly. Know. That's why I'm kind of glad I'm not in that business anymore. <laughs> so, um, you know, to me, that's where that's where the relationship comes in because, you know, the, the amount of money or appearance fees that you're putting up with a lot of these major artists or um, agencies, 
you know, these agencies want, they want you to, to do well, not too well, yeah. <laughs> but, but they want you to do well and, and they want you to be in a position to buy and buy and buy and buy from them. And they know that, you know, uh, if they give you a, we, if a show doesn't do well, we call it stiff in the business. If they give you a stiff show, um, that, you know, you're very likely not going to be too happy about the next deal that you do with them, or you're really going to lean on them. So it's, it's all about, you know, the way I like to look at things is that everybody wins. You know, I want to see everybody make money. I know the agent needs to make money. The artist needs to make money. But I want them to understand that we do too as promoters and producers. And, uh, and so for me, you know, I think that having those relationships with those major agencies makes a, a, a massive difference. Because they can give you insight on, you know, how many, there, there's a big difference in hard tickets and soft tickets. Yeah, you know, and and for us, it's like you know we need to know where we're at in that deal, so we know where our bottom line is, and we know what our our costs are. Definitely. And as far as you know, working with these agents, so what is like a typical process like? Are you kind of reaching out to these agents and say, hey, I have these venues that are ready to book? Is it kind of a combination of both? Like, what is what's kind of the process, and how far out are you usually kind of booking acts and stuff like that? Sure, I think there's a couple different ways to look at it. Um, you know, you, you can you can you can do it on your own, where you, you go in and you cut a deal with a venue and say, "I'd like to rent the space and bring in an act," uh, or you could book for a venue. Uh, they're they're two different deals, um, and uh, I think that you know, based on what type of situation you have with a hard ticket or a soft ticket, and and the difference between a hard ticket and a soft ticket. Let me explain real quick. A soft ticket is. Um, let's say an amusement park or somebody says we'd like to put on an event uh, for the community it's going to be a free event it doesn't matter if we sell tickets or not you know we just want to do this for the community that's a soft ticket Um, a hard ticket is actually putting on a show where somebody will get off their couch and buy a ticket to come see an artist gotcha and uh, and the value in a hard to soft ticket is is vastly different so um you know, for for me, I think that you know when you, when you go into it, you say I I want to I want a certain act. I think that's that's where it gets dicey because um, you know if acts have certain track records, if acts have uh, um, a hot song on the radio, you know, there's all these different variables into what goes into making their their appearance fee what it is. Yeah, and it's my job to get that appearance fee down as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, also, you know, you take risk when an act is young and it's first touring and yeah. you may lose some money on bringing them in, betting that they're going to grow. And next time through, you have, you know, first right of refusal, things like that. At least that's how in the dark ages it used to work. And it's true. No, no, but that's true. And I think one of the things that Ron hit on earlier uh, was it's, it's very the territory aspect to this business is huge. Um, agents and acts will look for promoters uh, that they've worked with before, that they have a track history with, before they open it up to say, hey, we want to bring an act in. They'll come in and say, hey, we want to work with you because we know what you do, we know who you are, we know what your business is like. Some of the most rewarding shows that I've been a part of and, and been able to to put on have been acts that are young acts, like Ron was speaking about, and that are gaining traction. And, uh, and you develop a relationship with them as a promoter and, and they know you're taking somewhat of a chance on them. And then boom, you know, uh, they have a number one song or two number one songs the, the following year. 
Um, and so that's why I say like this business and what we do is is so much about relationship in, in every different way with artists and, and agents. So yeah. Very interesting. And as far as these, you know, new up and coming acts, you know, there's obviously it's a much different world now with social media and Apple Music and, you know, YouTube and all this stuff. But like as someone who's kind of a professional industry, where do you go to find these like these new up and comers, these diamonds in the rough, as it were? Well, I think a lot of it is is the agents. You know, it's their job to continue to produce artists and build their business. Um, and strengthen their business as an agent. Um, and so, you know, they'll, they could give you a call, uh, out of the blue and say, listen, I know you're putting on a show with so-and-so, uh, is there any way we could, we could throw an opener mm-hmm. for you? Um, this kid's got a lot of talent. He's, you know, everybody's taking notice. Uh, there's an opportunity for him to really grow and be something. And so a lot of it, but, but from there you have to go and do your research and kind of look at, you know, I look at social media. I look what kind of numbers they have on social media, what kind of draw they have or following. I look how active they are on social media, uh, what they're doing to build their brand. Uh, because all of those things, I feel like uh, as a as a promoter, I can piggyback off of, you know, and, and if I can build my brand or help build um, the brand here in Columbus off of an artist and their, their following, you know, I'm going to do it and vice versa. You know, our job too is to help build a market for them so that when they come back it's better for all of us yeah yeah that's the big change you know there was not social media there was there was a buzz and word of mouth and people would come up to me and say well particularly local acts you know back then it was all about at a local act and i think that you still do to a degree but for the most part the whole the whole industry has changed and now with covid i think uh it's a whole other perspective and uh, probably we'll get into that in a, in a little while. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, again, I couldn't even consider, you know, I don't know the industry anymore. Um, I just know, again, that uh, you, you better understand what you're doing now more than ever because yeah. the risk is, is huge. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's one of the conversations that I've had recently, Ron, is that, you know, uh, I think acts and agents are so anxious about getting acts back on the road and have revenue streams coming in. But at the end of the day, you better have every inch of everything you're doing figured out when it comes to uh, the safety of the crowd um, and, and you know disinfecting everything. I mean, you just need to make sure that all your bases are covered because to me, it's like, you know, I, uh, they're so anxious to get people out that when you jumpstart that so fast, you know, without making sure everything's taken care of and handled, it's going to put you back instead of, you know, oh, yeah. it's sure. 10 steps back <laughs> yeah. instead of two. And it's yeah. like our whole goal is to get back to somewhat of a normalcy in the entertainment business. And doing that to me is being a- as responsible and, preca- you know, cautious as you can about making sure things are right for people and safe. Yeah. And they, safe. You, you kind of think of it. I always think of the example of like a football player who wants to come back from an injury and they're like, I can do it. I That's can do it. They, they go back out and then they just completely tear their ACL or their leg or something. And it's like, you could have been back at a little bit later, but then you cause something and then it has a huge blow up. It's, it's a dangerous thing, but it's a, I think it's a really interesting topic that we'll obviously get into. Cause I'm sure, you know, this is, impacted your you know your career and how you've handled things so much and you know personally my my mother and uncle are big in the music industry and they've had to kind of rework how they manage everything so i think it's a it's a new world but i think sometimes 
you know, necessity breeds some of the best inventions and the creativity and stuff like that. So I'd say we, you know, we're going to unfortunately have to take a quick little break. But when we get back, let's dive into that and see kind of what you see the music industry as this new normal is. So uh, make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. And we'll dive deep into how COVID has infected the music industry and all this kind of stuff. And we'll be back real soon. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, the manager, producer, and promoter, Ryan Alt. And you've missed some, if you're just tuning in now, you've missed some great talk about the music industry and how Ryan has handled his life as a promoter, producer, manager, and worked with some incredible acts and kind of dealt with coming up in the industry and stuff like that. And we do also want to remind you, if you did miss part of the show, our podcast goes live every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the same time the show airs, so you can catch up on all of our past guests and everything. So make sure to tune in to Grow Like a Pro, so even when we're not live, we could always be with you. But, you know, in this segment... You know, obviously, we'd be remiss to not talk about, you know, the elephant in the room that's been here for way too long. And I'd love if it just would just scooch away. But, you know, the, the, the pandemic, COVID-19 pandemic we've been living through has obviously impacted everybody. But I think the music industry is probably one of the bigger ones because th- that's what music is about. It's about getting together, get friends and family together, going to concerts, going to events. And I'm just very curious to kind of hear your story about what it was like the transition at the beginning where we are now and kind of what you see as a new normal for the music industry well i i i think we're in the middle of it now yeah <laughs> yeah i'd say so uh, uh the the biggest difference i see uh is that you know it's all about artists and fan connection and i think you know the way an artist grows their fan base is by touring and having you know, a community or, or fans come out to a show and it's it's the, the, the way they feel, um, the experience that they have. And I think that's kind of what's really, uh, to me, uh, what the artists are trying to capture, so to speak. And I know a lot of them are not happy about uh, the results of what they're doing, but they're trying to do everything they can. And, and you know, for me, uh, I've talked to a couple different record executives about, you know, artists putting out new material during these times and things like that. And, and there's, there's kind of a two take to it. You know, I, they're saying, well, we, we loved our artists to put out new songs or singles just to stay relevant uh, with their audience and, and everything like that. But also, you know, the, the record labels look at it like, well, if we put a new single out, we can't put all the resources or everything that we'd want to behind that single or that artist to grow that artist. So a lot of them are holding back, um, which is frustrating for an artist because the artist wants to put out new material continuously. Um, and so I think right now the the biggest opportunity, and it's going to be better for the artist in the long run anyways, and for promoters, is to really connect with their audience and their fan base through their social media. You know, whether it's virtual concerts, um, you know, daily IGTV clips or Facebook um, events, stuff like that. Um, I just know it's it's a struggle for the artist because they don't have that face-to-face touch connection. So yeah, and obviously, you know, you've talked about how it's affected the artist, but how has it affected you as a promoter? Like, have you kind of worked with either the artists or the agents and suggested some of these things? Have you seen some successful, you know, variations on these ideas? Or what, what's it been like from your perspective? 
Sure. So I think that um, it's 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 a unique, obviously a very unique situation. Um, but kind of what I've kind of thrown back and forth with agents and talking about acts and, and everything else is a obviously making sure that the public and the fans are safe and the proper precautions are, are all handled. But I think, you know, more so than anything, uh, and we were talking a little bit before, before is, you know, a lot of these artists need to work. Yeah. Um, and I think for a promoter, uh, there's never been a time uh, like this present time and understanding that, talking to agents, talking to acts, you know, there it's not just normal risk for a promoter, for me in this in this kind of circumstance. The capacities are, are taken way down. Um, so those numbers that you would usually use to to figure out what your you know your grosses and your net and everything else at the end of the day are kind of out the window. You're kind of uh, limited to the venue you're at and what kind of size and capacity that you can do that's that's safe. So to me, the biggest the biggest kind of pivot for them and, and for myself is trying to figure out a situation that, like I said before, is a win-win for everybody. You know, uh, the overhead of these acts has not gone away. Um, yeah, of course. And these agents depend on the revenue uh, to pay their bills and, and to have an income. So for me, it's like, okay, well, let's work together and let's try to figure out a way for us to both um, you know, be in a good situation financially coming out of it as opposed to one person or another person taking all the risk. Yeah. So I think that's been the biggest conversations that I've tried to have is is how can we figure out a situation that's safe for everybody first and second, how do we make business sense out of it? Yeah. You know I, I you don't necessarily have to go into any specific locations or artists or anything, but do you have you thrown any, you know, nice outdoor shows or safe shows and what have you kind of put into it or has it been just kind of still working all that stuff out yeah we're, we're still trying to work it out um and like i said it's it's there's different levels of artists and uh you know it's trying to figure out that middle ground with an artist um as far as um, what size and what kind of uh draw they are what kind of uh fan base they have so for me, I think, you know, as far as the, the concert promoting aspect of things, it's kind of a step back and trying to figure out uh, from an event standpoint um, how to pivot and how to, to still bring entertainment to a community and do it the right way and safe way and, and baby steps, you know what I mean? Baby steps before, before you go to a level of bringing in a huge A-list act. It's right. just being smart about the situation. Kind well, of, right now, with state laws and yeah. COVID, it's impossible, really, exactly. to bring in a large act. Their overhead, you know, uh, is prohibitive. And my understanding, I still have a few uh, connections in the industry, people I know, talking about some lead singers coming out and just doing a very, very small venue with a handful of people just so they have something to do more right. than anything. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah, I've seen some backyard shows and acoustic shows and things that are happening, but it's it's uh and I've seen some drive-in shows, drive-in tour shows. Um but it's all about, you know, just trying to connect to their fan base and and keep things moving forward. So, you know, I think everybody's gone a little stir crazy with COVID. And, oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And you can imagine when you know, entrepreneurial minds and and artistic minds are 
running all the time. So I think it's just a matter of figuring out what direction to go. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I, I do encourage people to kind of keep an eye out too because my mom actually does a similar thing and she recently brought in uh, Peter Noon of Herman's Hermits. Sure. And we had this outdoor restaurant, this this restaurant called Natalie's outside. And, you know, they it's a big venue. They have indoor stuff, but they can't really use it. But they have a nice patio that they put chairs out. They kept everybody six feet apart. They did all this stuff. And yeah, it was obviously, you know, Peter Noon of Herman's Hermits is a huge guy, especially back in his day. So it's a little different for him to do a smaller show, but it's, you know, it's, it's those baby steps sometimes. And I think it really is a big thing for the people and also for the artists. Cause I think he was just kind of sitting at home doing, going Facebook live and doing that all thing. But I think it was nice for him to, you know, feel that, that, that energy and passion again. Well, we were talking too about, you know, the artist going stir crazy and everything else, but more so than anything too, I think it's the responsibility of the promoter to make sure, I mean, people are just starving for oh, entertainment. God. I mean, sure. starving for something to do. And I think it's it's a responsibility that we have to make sure that they're safe and that things are under control and not just say, hey, I'm, I could look at this from a greedy side of the business and try to pack in people here and everything. But to me, that's, you know, it, it's all about what makes sense long term. Yeah. And, and taking the, the right steps long term and being safe and healthy uh, will ultimately get us back to where we want to be in the first place, right. the, and it's the quickest route. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So. It's uh, like I said, we still have a little bit of ways to go, but it's it's nice to see. Like I said, I think we're very fortunate this isn't happening like in the you know 40s, 50s, or 60s because now, like you said. There's virtual concerts. There's a lot of other ways you can kind of interact with people. But it's definitely a shift, especially for some of these older bands who may not be as familiar with technology or don't have all that stuff. But like I said, I think there is there is some interesting creativity coming out of it that I do enjoy. But it'll be nice when we could all go out to a concert together and do all that stuff again. So we'll kind of see how it goes. So um, we have, well, unfortunately, we only have one more segment with the wonderful Ryan. So make sure to stay tuned as we kind of wrap things up, talk a little bit more about the future of the music industry and all that stuff. So make sure to stay tuned to grow like a pro on 610 WTVN. And we will be right back after this short break. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your host Adam Bankhurst and Ron Greenbaum and our special guest, the manager, producer, and promoter, Ryan Alt. And we're once again at my least favorite part of the show where we have to soon say goodbye to our dear friend Ryan and also I have to stop looking at Ron's beautiful face, which is very sad because, you know, it's just, it just brightens up my day, Ron. It really does. Well, you know, I'm really glad to hear that, Adam. You, you, you must live a very boring life. <laughs> Uh, I have no comment for that. <laughs> yeah, you know, unfortunately, like I said, we do have a little bit of time left, uh, fortunately. So, you know, Ryan, I do just kind of want to talk a little bit more about just what you, what you see as the future of the music industry. Like, I mean, what do you th- what, how, what is your thoughts on music festivals or outdoor festivals or, or how you s- are you going to survive? Yeah, <laughs> or things like that. Like, I just I'm, I'm just kind of curious about what you kind of see as a new normal. Do you see things yeah, like what? Just what? Some thoughts you have for it? Sure, I, I think uh, you know when it comes to um, festivals and large events, I think there's going to be uh, an added expense for a promoter um, to make sure that certain things are are done properly, um, that the safety is uh, is first and foremost. Um, so I think that that's going to that's gonna make a difference in the business. That's an added cost to a promoter that wasn't there before, which uh, uh, in turn affects all the deal all the way around. Um, but as far as myself goes, I think it's an opportunity to kind of 
broaden out and and look at different opportunities uh, in entertainment. Um, concerts is just one of the things I do. Um, community events, um, artist management. Um, I think there's there's a lot of different things or avenues that we need to kind of go through to figure out uh, you know how we can maximize our businesses and our brands. Um, and like I said, you know, I think for me, until concerts come back, you know, it's an opportunity for me to, to work with local organizations and communities to say, how can we be safe, but also bring entertainment to the community and, and, and to um, people that really need it. Because I think right now, more than, than ever, people need something to take their brain off of all these other things that are happening right. and, and the uncertainty of the time we're in. Yeah, because, you know, I like the idea of, of you know drive-in concerts or certain things like that and have you as as has there been any talk about i mean i know the expenses may not make sense but you know you have all these nfl games and stuff with you know packed stadiums at six or twelve thousand people or something is there any talk about having concerts like that or does that just not really make sense from a money standpoint no there is but I think you you hit it on the head. I think it it comes back down to the agent, the artist, yeah. as far as what they're willing to accept to play a show. Right. Because sure. if they know that we're not going on a hundred percent capacity, that we're going on twenty percent, obviously, our bottom line is completely different. Yeah, for sure. So you know, and that's where I think the give and take is: is if they want to work and they want to have revenue coming in, they have to understand that. It's it's not like it was a yeah, year or two years ago. Exactly. <laughs> well, know? it's also about the you know marketing and advertising. Sure. Whether you're live or uh, on uh, some type of Zoom or you know anything the, to get the, uh, uh, the the artist out there in the world. Sure. Uh, it's about who's going to put the money. I mean, it's are people going to pay you know to watch it. Uh, yeah, are the there, are there like pay-per-view concerts or anything like it's, that, or does it, that not really it's, work either? It's funny because I threw that idea out like uh, almost, gosh, at the beginning of this, and people were like, oh, that's crazy. Nobody's <laughs> going to do that. And then I see Garth Brooks shoot a full concert, and I think they were charging to have people do a drive-in movie theater where they it was essentially buying a ticket, but gotcha. it was like being able to view the concert at the movie theater. Mm, interesting. Yeah, outdoor movie theater. <laughs> well, yeah. I also think a lot of charity events are, are uh, you know, potentially, I mean, from my perspective as a business owner, you know, I'm uh, getting involved more and more in trying to be give back to the community because, you know, my business, fortunately, are essential. And uh, music can and uh, festivals and and different things uh, like that can play a role there. Sure, I, I see in uh, businesses have to find a way to hit the public and market and be a, and be part of the community. Yeah, there's there's a definite synergy there between the two, and I think that he, he hit it right on the head. It's it's trying to figure out you know how in a time like this now how you can how you can build your brand and market and and bring entertainment to the community. Yeah, and I, well, another thing that I do kind of want to ask you because I know obviously it's not maybe the best time to jump into a new venture, but there may be people listening who do love the music industry. And in a lot of cases, there may actually be opportunities to, you know, speak with someone or if you want to pitch your ideas or stuff like that. But do you have any tips or advice for people who may want to get into a similar line of work that you have or where they can even start to look at? Well, I think there's a there's there's two things. I think there's a definite advantage to a different generation and coming up through the social media world. Um, because I think it's a it's a completely different way 
to grow a business and a brand that an older generation necessarily might not be keen to or want to be keen to because they do business a certain way. So I think there's a great kind of uh, give and take there. But as far as getting in the business, I would say, you know, get around a venue. You know, uh, uh, when you go to concerts, you know, just don't focus on the act. Focus on the production. Focus on what's going on, how things are working, where workers are. Um, because a lot of you need to know all of that um, from, from my side of the business. But I think the biggest part is, is finding a mentor, finding somebody that you absolutely uh, can learn from and be a sponge to and, and that has done it. You know, I think that's the key in any kind of industry. If you want to be in, in something, find somebody that's done it and done it well and try to pick their brain and learn from them as much as you can. Yeah, very nice. So, you know, sometimes before the show ends, we kind of like to go, not necessarily off topic, but just have a little more fun. And are there any, you know, of your favorite concerts you've been to or favorite experiences that you can kind of share of someone that just kind of, well, you'll never forget? Um... That I can share on here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, this yeah. is, <laughs> or even a show you've seen just for fun. Anything? Oh man, um, I've I, I had some real fun with the guys from Aerosmith and Steven Tyler. Um, just being over the top, nice. And, yeah. And and you know the thing is, a lot of those guys, uh, and Ron, I'm Ron, I'm sure knows this. Um, you know, you can catch anybody on a bad day, but most days, uh, you know, guys are mostly friendly and and you know they're very eccentric and very kind of their own way because they're almost freakish at something at what they do and virtuosos but i think at the, at the end of the day it's just when you treat them like normal people they love it yeah right <laughs> For sure. so i mean artist wise i have i do have quite a few stories that i cannot share <laughs> me too yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> oh man well that's that's awesome maybe one day you can write a book yes. and talk about there all these stories there <laughs> you go that. oh my there gosh. you go um well what, what else do you like to do besides music any other big hobbies or things you, you, you like know it's funny because i think another thing is you know the being a golfer and actually having golf be my kind of introduction into the entertainment business, it served me incredibly well oh, I'm sure. on the other side because, you know, a lot of artists on days of shows don't have anything to do and they're like, oh, I'd love to go play golf. So, you know, I'll, I'll go, I've played golf with Lionel Richie and Michael Bolton and all these different artists. And uh, a lot of them are like, why are you in the music business? <laughs> why, why are you in the other? Why aren't you playing golf? Yeah. And I'm like, ah, you don't understand how tough that game is. Yeah, I'm sure. That, that's a different kind of gamble as well. Do you, do you still do any, like, you know, tournaments or any uh, stuff for that? Or I, I only just for fun? I, the only tournaments I do are usually friends that say, hey, uh, we need a ringer for a scramble. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I have ringers. On, uh, yeah, but I prefer uh, women off the LPGA that, tour. There you go, smart man. Play smart from man. the women's. Smart and, man, uh, hit from the ladies' tees. Yeah, that and much I've won a couple of uh, pretty good uh, outings that way. Nice. Yeah, see. Do you have any uh, favorite courses you've played at around the world? Anything that you know what? I've played some amazing golf courses, and my favorite golf course in the world is right here at Muirfield Village. Really? Yes. Very nice. Yes, Mr. Nicholas's golf course is <laughs> as good as it gets. Nothing like home. You know Nothing like home. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, unless you golf like me, and then <laughs> yeah. you realize. That was, even that's a, I've played that course, uh, and it's tough. It is, it is tough, <laughs> but it's fantastic. beautiful. That's yeah. that's that's a beautiful. It's a beautiful walk. course. No yeah. getting around it. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for sharing some stories with us and some of your experiences. And we hope there's a speedy recovery back to the way things were because I miss going to concerts and doing shows and making stuff happen. So we definitely wish you the best. Is there any way people can, you know, keep up with you or anything or some of the concerts or things like that? Um, yes, I, I'm, I'm looking at right now. I mean, obviously, uh, we'll have a, a social media presence, but just, you know, when concerts are picking up and events are picking up, we'll we'll be we'll be in the mix there's yeah. nothing specific that i want to put out there now but we'll we'll be there and we'll be able to reach you through social media is there any like places people can follow you specifically or anything or is it uh i'm on instagram at uh at ryan, just ryan underscore alt gotcha so very yeah. nice well ryan thank you so much ron thank you as always yeah, now i got <laughs> a new you. ringer yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> see it's all it's all worth it I love it was it. worth I'm it in. for me a i'm in one as it were but no we, <laughs> yeah. and also listeners thank you all so much for tuning in for another week of grow like a pro if you want to be a part of the show you can send in questions or thoughts or anything to hello at grow like a pro show.com once again that is hello at grow like a pro show.com grow like a pro goes live every saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on 610 WTVN. And at that same time, we go live on podcast services all around the world, including Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and all those wonderful things where you find your podcasts. And once again, we always look back. We look forward to coming back each week with a new guest to talk about their experiences, their successes and failures. And as always, looking at Ron's and beautiful face. And I'll bring face. my pretty face. <laughs> That's <laughs> all we need. That's all we need. Yeah. But yeah, once again, Ryan, thank you. Yes. Ron, thank you. Thank you, everyone Adam, always there. a pleasure. Always. And listeners, thank you. We hope you have a great day and or night, and we will see you next week. 